Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on November the 5th, 2017. First of all, I'd like to mention that you should all congratulate yourselves if you haven't gone insane up till now because of the changes that are on cue across the board at the same time, step by step, in different areas being implemented across the planet with news and everything else, all changing again to the next step and the next step at the same time. Very obvious, isn't it? And I said back in 2001 that the hardest thing from then on you would find is holding on to your sanity as the massive changes were implemented across the world and across your countries, because that was the big agenda. They, they published a lot of it before 2001 happened, and they needed the big event to make it happen, and they rammed it through. And they're still going today. They haven't stopped. Big, big plans, big agenda. And now you've seen everything happen, in fact, right down to changing genders and things like that as being priorities, even to get loans from the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank. That's part of the stipulation, is to push all that forward at the very top of all your priorities in different countries across the planet. And folk will never figure out why. I've said many years ago that anything that really, really has any ability to change society and that you hear about and it gets lots of publicity is from the top down. It's never from the grassroots. It might be offered to you, oh, it's from the grassroots. No, it's not. never has been. Nothing gets ahead from the grassroots unless it's authorized and created generally by those at the top. Even Plato talked about that as well. Everything had to come from the top down. Otherwise, you'd lose control of society for those who already own it. And it is owned. The culture's owned. Everything's owned. Everything you take for granted has been given to you. Because you're natural people. People are like any other species that you can study of creatures on the planet. And we all have our traits and, and customs and things like that. And we have drives as well. And it's all been used against us all. As, as, well, not all of us. There are some exceptions. But the target population is that they want to basically reduce, wipe out even some of them. It's rather evident and out in the open now as to what they want to do. They certainly don't want certain people to breed, that's for sure. And there's professors coming out. I won't go into it, too, because everything is sensationalism now, isn't it? That's, what, that's the substitute for news now. It, it, there's a technique with it, too. It's mainstream and, and across the board, even in what used to be called the Patriot Movement, which isn't that anymore either. Everything's been taken over and changed. Everything, everything has been changed. Haven't you noticed? <laughs> or have you? Have you noticed? Yeah, but you haven't. <laughs> if you follow it all the time, you won't, you won't notice it. It's like everything else you, you're gradually led along, thinking it's just uh, uh, it's a little bit different. But no, it's completely changed. You're always being manipulated by anything that you follow and anything that's authorized from the top. But getting back to holding on to your sanity. It, it hasn't stopped, and it won't stop, because you're, you, there's a war upon you. A complete war. 
many of the organisations in the 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s, big organisations, and so-called respectable organisations, their own institutes, etc., they came out as to their agenda and what they wanted to, to do. It's not conspiracy when they publish their big, big plans to the general populace. And when you quote them back today, you just quote what they've published, you're, you're suddenly a conspiracy theorist. That's, that's a simple technique of, of ridiculing you, isn't it? Very simple. Just too simple, in fact. I haven't read tonight about Carl Quigley, who I just looked up his, his, his wiki again to see what they said. And they're already trying to whitewash the comments, actually more than comments, they wrote books about it, about the round table societies and the CFR, comes from foreign relations and so on, because he was the historian. They have their own archives and their own professional historians writing their version of history. And no wonder it's a good, a better version of history than the rubbish they decide to give you. And I'm not kidding about that, and that's a fact. And he, he was all for their agenda too. In his own work. But now they're trying to whitewash it, saying, well, he, he just had some strange ideas, being an Irish descendant. And, so, and this is no kidding you in the wiki, because he was too open about it all. And he published the big books, Tragedy and Hope, and the Anglo-American Establishment, and laid a lot of it out in the line, including how it started up in, in England, London, with the Milner Group and the, uh, the Cecil Rhodes Foundation, which merged together with a big, big agenda. And don't think for an instant uh, that this was all to do with the creation of uh, some white supremacist thing running the world. It was not at all. That's the big joke. And it also was to bring in a whole world system of governing. But it was also to enrich those who set it up even more than they were already enriched <laughs> by grabbing resources. And, of course, they and their own families and offspring would, would manage and own these resources, you see, as, as the nations were used to, to go across the world, just like they're still going today using the U.S., grabbing oil fields and all the rest of it and mineral rights and you name it. Hasn't stopped. Behind every great-sounding great, um, cause, there's always a big con going on. There really is. There really, really is an incredible con going on behind every... I even read there about, I think, was it an, another, another scandal within one of the big charitable organizations and how they'd raised so much money. This wasn't the Clinton bunch, this was another bunch for Haiti, I think it was, and their own staff had absconded with millions of dollars. It might even have been the Red Cross or something. I might look for it tonight and see if I can find it and find out which one it was. But yeah, millions of bucks just went and dis- disappeared. Everything today is corrupt. But it, it really, when you look back on it, it really always was. I've mentioned before that the Cold War was fascinating to me because here we are supposedly... Uh, going to get nuked at any time at all. Until we started yawning, and, and it didn't work anymore on the general public, but we're going to get nuked. And we're supposed to be living in fear. And our government, oh, please save us, save us. Build more Polaris missiles and Trident missiles and, and, and all these missiles that are going to save us by blowing up the planet. 
it, it was quite quite so. And the, the the House of Lords and every every member of Parliament wanted to keep in as long as they could, regardless of the party. And the Labour Party in Britain had as much communist really as Labour. I don't know what the difference was really, because even years later it came out with, with the foot, I think it was foot, or it was Michael Foot or one of them, one of the foots anyway, left foot or the right foot, I don't know, but uh, came out and admitted it was a communist all along. And of course the secret services and so on that managed Britain, they knew all this stuff. But anyway, everybody in the political system in Britain, regardless of the party, simply wanted to get in there and stay as long as they could and get into the House of Lords, get made a, a Lord, and then they could really go to China. They, get, they, they had inside information on, on what companies were going to get the, the, you know, the new missile contracts and stuff. Guaranteed payment by the British taxpayer. Guaranteed. So they could fix their own whatever sums they wanted to, prices on it, and the government would make sure that the taxpayer would pay them. It was great business. And every other month, it was, oh, the Russians have a, want to counter this one. Oh, we need another one to counter that one, which has just countered ours. And they go on with this nonsense, nonsense, nonsense of, of missiles and missiles and mark this and mark that. Quite amazing. And the U.S. was doing the same thing. I remember, I remember watching <laughs> once, the, the, you know, before actually the, the Berlin Wall came down. It was an awfully good documentary. And it was done in Britain. And at that time, at least there were some people in Britain getting fed up with it all and saying, for goodness sake, this has dragged on our whole darn lives and nothing's happening. And we know it's a farce and, and so on. And sure enough, I, I am pretty certain on a, on a, a higher level, a bit higher level, uh, above all the troops and so on and, and border guards and yada, 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 a high level, there was, there, was no, there was never, ever any fear of having an atomic war between the, the people who really ruled Russia and the ones who really ruled Britain, probably the same bunch. But anyway, I can remember the C, it was a, they showed you a documentary by the CIA, quite a few documentaries that they'd been behind putting out there, and they were, they were terrifying the Americans and saying, oh, look at this, this looks like an Islamic mosque. In one of the Soviet bloc countries, look at that. He's he's another one. He's another one. These are really covers. Uh, inside them, there, there's big nuclear rockets inside their missiles. Utter tripe. You wouldn't believe it. It was it was like that movie, the mouse that roared, and and then had the uh, the, the trip to the moon by the same makers of the movie. It's really good. It's a comedy, and in 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 the one where they went to the moon you find that this little piddly country that was dead broke, that kept getting things thrown at them because the U.S. and the Soviet Union wanted to, 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 be, to show off that they were going to give them donations of money and so on. And they were given a Russian rocket, which they converted in and, got to, and took it to the moon. Anyway, the comical part was they used a tower of the castle to put, to put it in so that no one would see it or be offended. Well, it's, it's just the same way. As the CIA was doing it and showing you all these mosques and, <laughs> and supposedly inside was these massive multi-megaton missiles. What a joke. Then, of course, after the Cold War, they showed you inside these places with the staircases and nothing had ever been in, in there as in, in missile department. But again, facts don't matter when you're ruled by hype and psychology and behaviorism and, and your natural tendency to believe those who are in charge of what you see as your tribe. But the U.S., it's a super tribe. That's what it was called by Desmond Morris a long time ago. 
a super tribe of many different groups and so on, uh, at the bottom that is, all believing that those in the top are taking care of them, they're the tribal leaders, and they train you awfully well to believe that, but you also have that natural instinct to want to believe them, don't you? It's a natural instinct. I mean, you understand why there's so many pills and all that, but apart from the crazy, crazy, unreal system we live in today, but but all, all these tranquilizers and antidepressants and all the rest of it, we shouldn't need them in a natural setting. It, it wouldn't, you know, occasionally somebody who's been knocked in the head might need something like that, but you wouldn't need all the stuff that you have today in a natural setting. This is nothing natural about it, naturally, <laughs> or unnaturally, whatever you want to call it. But the fact is, we're living in a system, amazing system, where you are trained, using your natural abilities against you, to obey those at the top, who will save you. That's what they're there for. They really are. Do you look, at all the, look at the media. Have you ever seen how they, they take pictures of leaders? And they're always standing there with the mouth open and the hand, the fingers pointing, and they look so resolute. And that's the image they want to project up to you. That's what it is. And it's all it's all perception management. Perception builds the imagery inside your mind of these strong people who are somehow more intelligent than you, and stronger than you, and more virtuous. They like that term, virtue. They're more virtuous than you. We're all trained, all trained to believe it. And in a natural setting, as I said, we, we, we wouldn't be neurotic about it. We, we, would, we would expect them to take care of the little tribe, the little band, in a, in a small setting. And it would work there. Because if it didn't, you could put another person in as the chief for a little while. Quite, quite easy to do. But once they have a big army there in a nation, that's a bit harder, isn't it? And, and if you're stuck with them, until the next election It doesn't make any difference though Because every party is the same They all have to go to the same schools It's a class uh, not, not just a middle or an upper class No, this is a class into itself They're all born around generally uh, Washington DC in the States And, and Ottawa and Canada has the same they're, they're, They all have hills And they're the houses where all the bureaucrats live And even the bureaucrats intermarry each other for, for Intergenerationally Same in Britain and that's how it really is. And they really are there to protect the system of the big corporate owners, owners of massive corporations, international corporations and so on. That's what they're there to do. That's why they have special outlets from bureaucracies and departments for the public, public relations departments, who, who, and they train folk at universities on how to, don't tell the public the truth, tell them, you, you can... You can Lighten the load a certain way or whatever by saying it this way. So you can get taught to lie to the public and you get a degree for it. That's a system in which we live. And we're taught that this is normal. Now, it doesn't work that way. As I say, you go through Cold Wars and since, well, even long before 9-11 happened in 2001, the U.S. was already continuously bombarding countries in the Middle East with cruise missiles now for years. That kind of thing going on. And then Bush Sr., of course, had these, these no-fly zones and all that and across different areas, and that lasted all the way up into from Gulf, Gulf War One Desert Storm into the next one, which hasn't stopped. Continuous war. And during that, those wars, you, you, everything's changed. You've lost all, everyone's lost across the world. 
the rights and freedoms. And corporations that own technologies now rule our lives. They know everything about us. And your governments quite happily stamp, because that's what governments do, they stamp approval to all these private corporations to give them powers over the general populace. And we think, we're getting taught now this is normal. A lot of the, the youngsters now think it is normal, because that's all we know. And to be good and approved by society, you must be stamped okay and safe, meaning all your data's up there and you shouldn't bitch about things. And there's not what's wrong with, with them all. No, you've got nothing to hide and that, that nonsense, eh? But the system, with all of its wars and its constant inflation, as they keep devaluing uh, the currencies of all the countries, it gets worse and worse. So folk end up getting all their pills and tranquilizers and antidepressants and so on, because we're not living in a natural system. And your tribal leaders don't seem to be representing you at all, do they? The beauty of it is today is that the tribal leaders are serving other people. But again, in this system of so many, many people at the top, and families and names, you can't name them. It's all, they're kind of faceless. They're kind of faceless, aren't they? And, and it's harder to pinpoint what's happening when there's so many faceless people running it all. The average person doesn't even know how many bureaucrats there are who are working on documentation to do with them, you, yourselves, at the moment, from your local council or township to your city and so on, a different, for, who could be renewal of your driving licenses and various other things. That, you have no idea how many folk, bureaucrats, faceless ones, are all working on things to do with you right now. It could be your health care, things like that. Stacks and stacks and stacks of bureaucrats, faceless bureaucrats. And when it comes down, as they're introducing all the laws for, for this mandate to change the entire way that you live using, as the excuse, global warming, which they changed to climate change, because global warming wasn't, wasn't going along with it at the time. Uh, cause, and before that, remember, they had the coming ice age, and that didn't cooperate either. But it doesn't put them off. They never change their plans. And when they stick, when, when they do it in unison, and they pledge to do it in unison, it's a, it's a very, very interesting technique that's used. This pledge where they must swear that an oath, all, all together, all for one, one for all. That's what they do. For those who don't get it, they, they actually do this. <laughs> and they'll all come out and lie at the same time. Even when the lie seems to be wearing thin, they'll keep doing it all together, using the same slogans and so on, and weapons of mass destruction or whatever it happens to be. That's how it's done. And they have psychological experts training them on how to put this across in marketing and publicity and public relations is like to call it. And that way the general public think, well, they can't, surely they're not all wrong. And that's, that's how you start caving into it all. Oh, maybe they're right. They can't, they can't all be lying. Oh, yeah, they can. Yeah they, yeah, they can. You won't find politicians who actually believe that don't, politicians don't, the people who've been there for a few years, if they can survive that long, are part of the team then. And you won't find one of them who really believes the public have a right to know anything. You won't find them. They don't exist. They don't. You're trained to believe you have rights now. Well, you try to extract anything out of government. Oh, it's almost impossible. You know, even, even when you, have, you go to the post office, which is government-run still in, in some countries, and if you, ha- if you I've done it before, to post something off, and they'll notice as I'm handing it over, 
and the person holds it behind the car and grabs it, I just notice it's one extra little thing I have. Maybe I haven't put in it, like like the last part, or maybe the postal code isn't it clears it. Should. And I'll hold on to it. Well, they pull it out your hands because it's law. It's then their property. It's theirs. It's technically their property, and by their rules, the person that it's been sent to, but not yours. <laughs> you just pay for it. So. You have no idea of the different rules and regulations that they have. You don't have all the rights that you, you think you have. You're not dealing with, with normal normal citizens, people who help each other out, neighbors and things like that. You're not dealing with that. No, you're dealing with authorities. And they don't really believe they have the right then to be different than you. They, they don't believe that they're servants. They never have. And... And again, they train you, but they call them public servants. No, they're not. They, they're not serving you. <laughs> they're serving, or but not you. No, they're serving the ones who run your country and own it. But yeah, how many bureaucrats are working on you every day? I wonder. Eh? Because we all get it. We're all, we're all getting assessed all the time with all your uh, electronic this and electronic that, and adding to your profile and tested all the time, and little pop-ups and things. See if you click them on or off. All that kind of stuff. You're constantly being tested, constantly. And then you have all the different agencies from from your local, say, police, for instance, uh, and then up to other agencies. And even in Canada, for instance, you have you have intelligence divisions working, the, which are part of, say, the Ontario Provincial Police. All the, the provinces have them. And you have them in Ontario too. The Ontario Provincial Police have their intelligence division. And they all have their own little runs as well. On on, on uh, tests, and they'll have so many names for, for the tests. For instance, let's pick all this bunch here, and and do tests on them, and and, and they, they got to find out everything they can about you in a very short space of time using all the all the tools at their command. We're constantly. You have no idea how important we all are. You have no idea at all. All these folk living off of us, and now they're living off our data. It's it's quite fascinating, isn't it? I should say, and I still do, that, for instance, people who make things, say in small businesses, who actually, and we had, oh, we had countries that were completely self-sufficient, you know that? When it came to industry and all that, there was nothing, that you, from a nail file to whatever, all made in your own country. And in no time at all, everyone's forgotten. Isn't that amazing how fast? Because they're distracted by all their, their their TV entertainment and stuff like that. They don't they don't seem to notice so much. Most folk don't. But it's all made in China now, all of it. We just don't notice what's happening today. But but here we are. I mean, we're living in a system where we're so important to the masters, and we, we're consumers. And if we're not consuming, we're bad. We're bad citizens. That's what the United Nations pretty well said. Their definition of a, of a good citizen was a good producer and consumer. And if you're not, if you're doing nothing but consuming, then you're now classified as a, a bad citizen, global citizen. That won't go on forever, folks. Because we're living through the big changes now, as they bring in all. Oh, it's your fault the climate's like this. It's all your fault. Nothing to do with the earthquakes and and and, and big crustal changes from the from the planet. And because it does that, the, the, you know, the, the, the big plates, as they call it, are moving. You get earthquakes, etc., etc. You get volcanoes. You get undersea volcanoes. There's more undersea volcanoes than you ever imagine. 
which warm the waters and eventually rise into the air too. But it's got nothing to do with it, they claim. And the sun's got nothing to do with it. It's all your fault because it's a political agenda. And the agenda is to blame you for everything. Everything. It's all your fault. And they're going to change your entire way of living. They've always had this agenda for changing your entire way of living. They needed the excuse to do it. And I've gone through the story so many times, I'm sick of hearing it myself from my own mouth. And the Club of Rome was given the task of finding a way to, to blame the public and then they could convince the public it was their fault. And they came up with the idea of of drought and and uh, famine and the like from global warming, all that stuff would... Uh, would would fit the bill, and man then would be classified as the enemy of the of the planet, and they haven't stopped, and here we are, and and it won't change. I said you as a while back too uh, that, uh, for instance, Obamacare, Obamacare was not going to go away. When you when your government, like everything else, governments work the the true the true capitalist system, is where governments are simply there to rubber stamp. Big, big sales, mandatory sales, paid for generally by the taxpayer on behalf of the big, big corporations and generally international corporations. That's what their job is. That's what it is. And forget all this fascist rubbish they're putting out there and stuff like that. Fascism is socialism. The German national socialism, they call it Nazi. That was socialism. Communism is. Stalin and then Khrushchev said too. Really, communism was socialism in a hurry. It's always socialism. And when they first called something fascist, it was to do with it, with the, the the Italian Mussolini system that came in when everything came to a, a halt when the communists were trying to take over Italy. Nothing worked again. The, the old joke was the trains didn't work, which they didn't. Nothing came in time, and things like that. Strikes everywhere, and folk couldn't even get get work. In fact, because you had to belong to one or the other parties, that was it. that all you were asked before you you get employed. And so the whole country was grinding to a halt. And along came Mussolini, who was socialist, by the way. He ran the socialist paper for years before he he got up there and became the the leader. And he worked with, it was different from the, the capitalist system, he worked with the corporations, which you need for, for the country, because there's essential things that you must have. And he worked with, with all the other peoples as well, the workers and so on. The two, and they, and they forced both of them to work together. That's really, and then they called that fascism. And they went off on a rampage to, to start conquering Ethiopia and different places too. They always do that, because they end up needing some way of bringing in more taxes, in a sense, from other peoples. That's what empires really initially were about. Even Britain did that in India, because India had its feudal system in India, with its caste system and the Brahminist system, where if you were a Brahmin, for instance, a family of Brahmins over a certain area, you lived off the taxation of the people and their produce and all the rest of it. Kind of like Britain did too. And then... When, when Clive of India, they came to arrangements with these these top people uh, to to share the taxes to get a, a, that, that's that's what a lot of the rebellions are about was because Britain wanted to to get some of the, the taxation off them and to, to share it with uh, the, the, those who owned and ruled Britain, uh, and that caused a lot of trouble off that actually too. So anyway, 
getting back to what the point is, we're living in a, in a basically a system where we are trained not to see what's happening. When you can get the books put out by the organizations who've created the histories, who've created the histories, like the Royal Institute for International Affairs, the Lord Alfred Milner Group, they even Winston Churchill in Parliament, when he was left out of the loop in one point, he says there is an organization, he says, which has been running the affairs of Britain, including the wars, behind the backs of the politicians, he says. And he, he screamed about it in Parliament in one of his talks. And that was, he was talking about the Milner Group. At that time, the politicians knew it existed. They just didn't know what, what it was even called. They knew some of the members of it, but they didn't know what it was called because it was so secretive, the way that they, they operated. And that's what Quigley said, too, when he became the historian of it, and especially the American branch, which is called the Council on Foreign Relations. And he says his contribution to, to history, the creation of history, was so important that he th- thought it should be published. But that put them into panic because they didn't want the public to know they were behind so much of what even the wars. <laughs> and wars still to come too, of course. That's reality. And remember too that, that there's hardly a, I don't think there's a big media out there that's not, doesn't have all, most of its top journalists or members of the CFR. You've got to always standardize the news to keep it from the public and give them rubbish for News just means data, dumps of data. When this, and I said years ago too, which is true, the big move to, to, to bring in, I can remember when I was young in Britain, small, and you got a guy coming up, he would come on the BBC every night, and he would read the news. There was no hype or music behind it, there was no jump into to this and jump into that and then burst some music to, to, to shock you out your seat and all this nonsense that they've got. It was just a guy sitting by a desk and he, he, he would read it. He read the news. Initially, he, read it, he did read it from a paper on his desk. Eventually, he would hold the paper and be nothing on it, and, and we'd read in a dummy board. But I couldn't figure out, even as a youngster, why this guy got this great award when he was retiring. He'd been there for years and years, apparently, and he'd, he'd helped to, to, to shape the, the, the culture of Britain on behalf of those who managed Britain. That's why he was getting all these rewards. He had a nice face. You trusted the guy. He seemed sincere. And that's why he was paid big, big money just for reading this, this propaganda. But at least he didn't have all the hype. And it was years eventually before they started to bring in a sports section at the end of the news. Even then, I think it was only towards the Friday because the sports would be on the Saturday. So they'd have a little bit extra just for the, for the sports, what was coming up the next day. Just a little bit, but not, but not, not much. And pretty well nothing to do with what they called variety, which was, was entertainment. Eventually, of course, they started bringing in uh, mainly the hot. They watched the US. They started bringing in the Hollywood types, that nonsense, you see. And that was part of the technique, too, to wean the public without them knowing about it into listening to the little gossip and sexual stuff to do with Hollywood. Because you see, you're an animal, too, and anything to do with sex, you, 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 you'll not, you want to know about it. Oh, well, hmm. yeah, you essentially can't really ignore it. But it's all distractions. It's a primal instinct, drive, incredible drive. And they know how to use it against you. They've always used sex against you, even in ancient times. They, they, they well understand how to do it. But so you've got all this nonsense given, delivered today under the guise of being called news. But it's nonsense. It's rubbish. Look down the sides of all these, these awful papers. And there's nothing in it except nonsense. 
and this fading beauty from Hollywood, and here's her latest facelift and whatever lift she's had, and yada, yada, yada. One after the other, hundreds of them, I think. And there's no news. There's no news. Everything that's classified as news, in a sense, or even vaguely resembles news, is actually handouts by military organizations or fronts for the military organizations or fronts for the government itself. Handouts. No one goes around anymore and asks questions. They're all sitting behind their, just like everybody else on the internet, just collecting whatever comes across their desktop on the internet. That's the difference, isn't it? And they haven't stopped, as I say, because they made it quite clear that things are going to get a lot worse because it's planned that way. If you have, say, an old-fashioned, say, if you had a British system with the British people, say, around 1950-60, who were putting up with no work or hardly any work, it's all service economy, pretty well no manufacturing, in other words, and all the different stages of manufacture from raw materials, these were all massive businesses all the time, everywhere you looked, all gone. Then you start bringing in more and more people all the time into an island. If, if, it did, if it did float, I tell you, it had been sunk long ago with the weight in it, with the people coming in. And they know this too from the top. Anybody who's left working in the service economy, I've got to support all the ones coming in all the time. And all the refugees too on top. And then when you have massive clashes, which you do have, which of course is planned this way, of people coming in who are not too happy, or, or and other ones want to come in, because that does all when the communists, for God's sake, uh, from, from before World War II. They know, they know exactly, all the intelligence agencies know exactly how it works. If you're at war on a people or with a people across the world, then those people will, will generally try to infiltrate your country to cause mayhem by sending people over as refugees. They had it in the 1920s and 30s after the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia. And it was, it was books out and published at the time to watch out for them, etc. And sure enough, you, you, you certainly had lots of the communist ones infiltrating all across Britain. Some of them got into government, lots of them went to universities to teach. That never stopped. And other ones were into subversion by any means they could. And subversion of the culture is the first thing they go for. And you also have ones, in, when you had the war with Germany, the same thing. They were paranoid against anybody who was of German ancestry in case they would be sympathetic to Germany and start doing uh, what they call the fifth column work inside Britain. Today, they bring them in no darn well, and suddenly it's it's not going to happen now, of course, with the countries you're at war with at the moment. Of course it is. So each time you get more and more things happening that are terrible for the people, you're getting told to accept it. Same Same in the U.S. Now, that's all deliberate. And you better start asking why it's deliberate. Because sensibility would tell you to stop it all, wouldn't you? What right do you say, okay, if, say, 100, 200 folk get killed over the next year or so in a country because there's people coming in who are very unhappy with you, who gives you the right to say those folks should just die? Those, they're just like you and everybody else. And yet the argument will be, well, they're just like the folk that you, your, your folks have killed over there, your, your armies have killed over there. This is how they they play the game, you see. But the fact is that none of the public ever get a chance to see who you want to go to war with or if you want to go to war with anybody at all. Because you don't have democracy. You don't have it. I was looking at different articles tonight, trying to find something to talk about because there's bundles and bundles and bundles and lots of megabytes of rubbish out there. That's all it is, is rubbish. Heaps of rubbish. 
data. You never remember in the next year or so. It's all irrelevant rubbish. Yeah, you've got the fact that Trump has caved in again, supposedly, on the climate change thing. But in reality, it's all the different agencies that already get money that pretend they're the real authorities on climate that issued their, their on cue what they've got to do by law since, uh, I think it was Bush Jr. It was in the 90s anyway. When they created that, they must turn out these reports every every year. So they're putting it out there and they're blaming Trump for caving in, but we don't know yet what's going on. They're going to go ahead regardless if Trump's here or not, obviously. Although Trump has, as far as I can see, and everybody else can see, is is backtracked and everything else he said he'd do too. And again, too, you're still waiting to see if Trump is is just uh, the con man who was the front man to get another job done in the Middle East on behalf of the neocons who published their list before. That's the world we live in, isn't it? It's all deceptions. All deceptions. But the people who really rule the world and own it all, who, who, don't, who really have a, fixed it, that this terrorism must be across the whole planet eventually in all so-called civilized countries or first world countries, by design, because they're going to make it all happen. And then they tell you that for your whole life long you're going to have terrorism. Why? Huh? Why? Well, we know why. That this is the agenda. To change our entire way of living. And at the same time, too, massive police forces, mass, mass, all kinds of police forces, including viral police forces, that can come down on you as, as they change, as they change all of society. Oh, you can't live like that anymore. You can't drive around in that thing there. You've got to get one of these electric cars. And you'll say, well, I can't afford that. So don't worry, the taxpayer will fund a good part of it. That's, that's, that's your good capitalism for you. And because capitalism is what it is, it's, it's slightly different from the, from the fascist system, where the, in the fascist system, the government would really be in charge over the corporations and over the people who, who over the labor as well, to make things work. And capitalism, as I say, they just rubber stamp on behalf of the big corporations. And meanwhile, they, they make sure that they keep brainwashing the people down below that you live in a democracy and everybody above you is a public servant. But anyway, we're in the system where we have to change our entire way of living to suit the masters. You can put into austerity, you can't drive that vehicle. If you can't afford the electric car, then you get, you get off the road. You say, well, I can't, I can't live there if I go. Well, you better move into a city then. I've gone through all these talks before because I'm not making it up. This is from all the different people involved in creating the Agenda 21. There's stacks and stacks of think tanks out there who worked in it all, who are quite open about it. And uh, it's amazing too, isn't it, where you have all the documentation uh, from the sources uh, with the approval of government and all the rest of it, and you show it to people. And, and that's your big shock for a lot of people when they first come into a movement. To, they say, oh, I've got all this data and truth and all the real, you know. And they go to a show, and people don't want to know. And that really shocks them, doesn't it? They don't want to know. That's not amazing, eh? And again, I've even read that, that the reports from the people who, who control your minds, because they're always testing you. MIT is fantastic, but lots of institutes out there are doing it all the time. The Tavistock, of course, was, the, was the, the, the premier one for all of that for a long time. Still going yet, too. And every country's got its, its think tanks. And they, and they use the universities, too, to constantly test subjects and, and give them little peeks into the Internet to give them access to all the tweets and so on, extra, so, so they, can, they can do their, their memes and their themes and all the rest of it. 
and find out if the things are actually working. They even put out fake history, by the way. I read the article a few years ago from MIT, and there was a professor there who had been given permission to put out fake history. He and his, his team in the class were working on it to, to see, and then they would check the internet to see how many people were picking up on it and running with it, thinking it was all true. You have no idea what reality is, do you? You really don't. Now, the reason that people will, will, will say, I don't care who says what, and I, I don't want to believe. And I've heard them, I've heard them say, I choose not to believe it. They choose, I choose, and that is what they're doing. Because it's so scary to them. It's very, very scary, isn't it? That they might not be able to cope, knowing that the safety nets and everything else out there that they, they believed in really wasn't there to help them at all. It's too terrifying for them. I understand that too, I understand That's why you don't, you don't push it on them You don't get, just get angry and push it on them they, A lot of folk could not handle it You're dealing with people, remember Who from the day they're born have been brainwashed And the brainwashing is constantly updated And added to And reinforced and augmented So it's not their fault It's not their fault at all And don't forget that could be you there's an old song, it's, it's there but for fortune, go you or I. How true it is too. But you have to, as I say, look after yourself too. If you understand things and you have a mind which, it's more than a mind, as questioning, that there's a, something drives you. It drives you. And it can pick you up and carry you to the highest. I actually use this analogy that it's like going up a mountain. And you, you, your brain is racing, and it's it's, it's understanding all the different, all this data that's coming along, and and sometimes you go into the valley and you have to digest it then, and sometimes you're picked up again, taken back up again, woof, another rush, and there's so much there's, there's an excitement to knowing, incredible excitement, because a lot of people will say this too. It's the first time in their life they started to live. You're living. Amongst all the racketeering, all the chronology, and everything else out there. But I mean everything out there, <laughs> including what you used to think of as a safe, it was your patriot movement. Carefully taken over quietly, eh? Oh, very cleverly, too. But the U.S. at one time uh, was, it really was a bit of a beacon. I mean, it wasn't perfect at all, and yet it was corrupt. Sure, it was corrupt by those who took it over. But the fact is, the idea, the idea of why it was there and the rights of the people was something that made people drool across the world that didn't have these rights. And the whole whole idea, too, that everybody had these rights and everybody, even to do with law, had to be proven guilty, etc. But you knew, too, that 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 was taken over a long time ago and you got a big, big bucks and a good lawyer to get off with anything. If you have that, you you can get off with anything. It became the same as was the British system. That's what happened. But now we have a world with, with the standard techniques known. In fact, the professors and so on go across the world working for different countries, teaching these techniques and the latest techniques and brainwashing their people and their public and all the rest of it. Until your news today is just a, bit, it's, it's a racket of, of loud nonsense. If you notice too, whether it's the women or the guys, but the women too are more noticeable. They, they yell when they're announcing the news. It all sounds exactly the same. But the idea now is to, to since they're not going to give you any real news that matters to you, 
I mean, someone's affairs or whatever is not, it's not news as far as I'm concerned. And what happens in Hollywood is not news to me. You know? But what they give you is little bits of nothingness dressed up as news. It's like a news. And it's always presented with hype. See, hype is, works the same way as a horror movie works on you. In a horror movie, all the bang, 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 your life is at stake. You're running through that forest, you see. You are. You're identifying the characters. They know this. Again, it's like they've got, they've got papers out and this stuff, stacks them. And if you turn away or say, oh, that's enough, it's a rotten movie, which a lot of them are pretty rotten, but you'll still, you'll still watch it. Because if you look away, you, you might be the, the person getting eaten with that big thing that's chasing you through the forest. Very simple technique, isn't it? Your primal instincts jump in, fight or flight. Yeah? Well, the same techniques are used with news. You, you say, I'm going to turn this off, this, this jangling thing on my nerves here, this noise that they call news. Bam, 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 bam. Then they flash off to some sports guy, and then they flash back to something in Hollywood, and then they flash into you. And, and it's all hype, hype, hype until your nerves are jangling. But you see, if I, if I turn this off, I might, I might miss something that's going to be vital, like, like f- food rationing coming or something, get your ticket today. You know what I mean? Something like that. That's how it's presented to you, isn't it? They dress up rubbish like a news and then give it to you and say that this is news. It's nonsense. Take away all the hype and see what have you got here? N- nothing. This is intentional. This is a technique that's used now. Across the board, every day, all at the same time, from across all media, which tells you an awful lot right there. <laughs> Are they really all different independent media? Eh? Really some. But anything really matters to you? Oh, nothing at all. Nothing at all. And the political correctness in them too is getting sickening. It's, it's just awful. Terrible, terrible. Because now you see you're into the next phase of managing your minds as they manage you out of your homes, if you're in the rural areas, and into the cities and so on, and off the roads and out of the car. Big agenda. They've been talking about it for the last 50 years doing this. Here it is. And there's always different excuses to do it to you. But I've never, ever seen the big boys publish anything in my lifetime. Uh, that they, they didn't accomplish. No matter if they have little setbacks, a little bit here and there, oh, they come back with it, and, and however many years it takes them, they get it done. You, know. you see, too, they've got the royalty out there. Is it, is it Prince William or something? Yeah, Prince William. And, and there he is telling, oh, there's too many of you. Yeah. You know, humans, you, know, you, you, you humans, yeah. There's too many of you. And he's on his third child. That reminds me of a book I've got from 1920s when the same crew in, in England were telling the general public right after World War I, where they, they, lost, they lost probably close to a million people, probably millions, I don't know. They'll never tell you the whole... I was even looking trying to get the whole, the whole number of folk who were killed in World War I and from Britain, and they can't find a real number for it. They, they can't tell you the real truth on it. Except you'll find it right across the length in the north, south, east, west of Britain... These cenotaphs with all the names and different people in them, from even little villages and so on. And 1922, years after that war ended, they're telling you, oh, there's too many people. After World War II, same thing, the Royal Commission was held for King George and all, but too many people. Didn't kill enough, that's what they said. The war didn't kill enough of them. And then you have Prince William warns there are too many humans, eh? And his third child, eh? He's taking over from Philip the Queen's Abbey, 
and he is supposedly into some kind of semi-retirement, and he was ahead of all these depopulation agendas under under using environmentalism, because uh, they own all the, the they're the head of all the organisations doing environment, and even the Royal Institute for International Affairs, which is a big private organisation for the CFR, they're the head of that too. It's a royal charter to create them, which means royalties at the head. So now he's taking over, and he's got, he's got a function now. He can, he's, his function is to tell you there's too many of you, and you're eating too much, and you're eating too well, and blah, 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 blah. And, and he's going to help you get used to the idea that you should start dying off, for goodness sake, and, and um, stop having children. Why don't you get sterilized? And where are you in the totem pole anyway? Etc., etc. That's how it goes, isn't it? I'm going to put up some links tonight, too, just to, well... Not really to go along with so much of what I'm saying tonight, but there's not there's nothing much out there. Anything that I want to put out there, I have to do a, a, actually a little bit of work on on investigating to get some good stuff. And I have some good stuff, but if I could ever get allowed to put it all out, <laughs> we can see, right? Because the authorities now are becoming pretty awful, and you're you're seeing it. You're you're seeing it. You first come comes intimidation and then threats and all the rest of it too on the general population as they bring you into this new system and they'll keep calling it democratic uh, just like the Soviet Union was democratic because you're allowed to vote you know, these leaders in from the same party and they had their rule by councils because they appointed the councils for different aspects of society and they appointed the leaders of these NGOs supposedly nothing's changed it's the same system as we have too today but yeah, we're, we're we're living through a big, big agenda, and now they're in, they want to rush ahead. This is a, the century for change when it was all to be implemented step by step. But there's a lot of steps to getting implemented, getting you off the road, getting you into the, the, the these habitat areas, as I want to call them, stopping your breeding, and also eradicating any domestic cultures that you had too. That's a big, big part of it. I was reading for just for an instance too that. A school in New York, I think it was, where the teacher just told them, the people, I think it was mainly Hispanics that were in the class, it just said, you know, speak English in the class, and they all walked out. Which tells you that they don't have any regard for the country that's helping them out. I mean, there you go. One little example. But again, that is the agenda, because Jack's Atali, in his book, Winners and Losers in the New World Order, and he said that the, the U.S. Was, was by the big agenda, and he was part of the United Nations and so on. He was up there. Uh, but the agenda was to, to be Spanish-speaking eventually. That, that's the agenda for the U.S. So there you go. I'll put up two of the climate science special report by the groups that are paid by your tax money to con you. And they're all on the tape, by the way because they'll get paid to do this, and a lot of them who work in these agencies also have investments in the geoengineering projects that are under, underway. Uh, it's not speculation, by the way. Uh, some of it's been reported in even the mainstream itself. We live in a make-believe world, don't we, where you're made to believe something, or else you're an outcast. You're made to believe it. Oh, don't you believe in something? Well, what's wrong with you? And you can see the mental illness across the board, too, with all different groups ready to clash and fight each other, etc. It's, it's very interesting to me, just, just studying it all, because it's, going, it's following the guidelines set out 
a long, long, long time ago of releasing the nihilists. They called them the nihilists and the atheists. And what they meant to was the anarchists all at the same time. That's what you're seeing today, isn't it? All the young groups being radicalized in school, university, and now the internet's done a great job too for radicalization. And, and they're already going to fight and kill. Uh, they couldn't, probably couldn't even verbalize really in an argument that lasted more than two minutes why they have to change everything. They couldn't even tell you. These are the ones that are always used initially to get it all started. And then the dominant group they think they're working for uh, eventually annihilates them. That always happens. It's fascinating to see this repetition, isn't it? And we're living through it. We're living through it. Quite amazing. I was going to mention two articles about the International Monetary Fund and all the rest of it from CG, which is really a CFR group in Canada. They're a Centre for Innovation and Global Governance, working with the United Nations and the whole global agenda and with a university too behind them uh, for in, in Canada. And their stuff is um, incredibly, it's CFR, but it's incredibly arrogant. They have a little article there about Trump and how he's behaving like a little, when it comes to the World Bank and they're not playing ball with them with the globalistic things and the climate change and it's like a little, little child. That's just what they, this is what they say. What the arrogance from this non-elected group that are working with a government and that government doesn't even want to tell you they're working with them, even though they helped set them up with our tax money. It's amazing to see how we, you really are run. It's, it's astonishing to me. Astonishing. But that's you got an arrogant group who, who, who know darn well that they're running a lot of what happens in Canada and the States and elsewhere. Very arrogant. None of them are elected. But when you hear statements like that coming from them, the arrogance... You better, you better start being a bit wary here because that kind of arrogance doesn't just stop there. And, don't, and this one, I'm sure, is way beyond their statement there. And they have no intention for stopping. It's just, it, it truly is astonishing, isn't it? How they were trained to be distracted, naive, or, or just run after sex. Just run, 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 sex. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Look at that. And there's never been such a time to ogle things on the internet by design. All deliberate. Revolution always uses massive sex. And they always push it to all those who are, who are into it, who will be the shock troops for a revolution. Uh, to, to, to this. It's their right to have any kind of sex, and as much of it as possible. The fallout from it doesn't, is never equated. The French Revolution used it all too. And just, well, even before that actually, you had the Protestant Revolution. For those who didn't know it, there was a revolution. In Germany. And Martin Luther and a few other people too, they raided the convents and kidnapped nuns and raped them. Luther eventually married one or two of them, you know. And that's a fact as well. And there's more to the whole movement than meets the eye. Well, the French Revolution, during it, and, and, then, and, and by the way, too, they also slaughtered, just like they did in Spain as well, with the same, same, same movement, by the way. And Spain was later, of course, in the 20th century. But it was the same thing. They, they got the nuns, and they put them in barges and so on, and the priests, and sunk them in the lakes and rivers and so on, and in, in the sea. But they had such a fallout with, with, with orphans, and street urchins, as like to call them. 
all over the place because no one was taking care of the, the, the natural outcome of all this, all this free sex, as they called it. No one. And then when they become a nuisance, because they're all begging all over the place, the governments always send out, always send out sweeping squads at night. There are certain places in Latin America that still goes on today. Not making it up, you can, you can, you can check into it. Look into the orphans of this country and that country and so on. And the main cities, and you, 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 if you go back far enough, if they haven't scrubbed off the internet by now, but you, 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 you can find it. I've still got the hard copies from, from papers from years ago. That's what happens. But they always tell you you're free when that. They don't want to tell you the, the fallout from it all. And, of course, that's what they, that's what they push for in the, the so-called civilized countries or, or, or highly developed countries is that everybody must be responsible then, you pay the welfare, etc., for aborting them before they're born. And then you have orphanages too paid for by the state for the ones who, who manage to survive. You know. And we, they call it civilized. There's a consequence to everything. Everything. Nothing is free. Nothing. Zilch. And yes, there certainly are societies and agencies involved down through time and the, the revolution game. Absolutely. Same organization, actually. The same MO. When you see the same MO and the same things getting spouted, the same techniques getting used, it's the same organization. Remember, too, just like any foundation, like Carl Quigley and others have said, they can set a mandate to accomplish it. So one, one think tank or foundation can, can set itself up with one mandate that we must accomplish this. And this could take 200 years. And they hire, retire, hire and retire for 200 years, but they eventually get it all done. Long-term agenda, long-term planning, long-term work. That's how the whole system has worked, including these so-called revolutions and the stages of the world too, from from industrial, post-industrial, free trade, etc., service economy, and then down into basically a pauper state because you're going to get, <laughs> as, as Russell said, you're going to get tokens eventually from the government. That's what, that's what this whole paying everybody a basic wage, whether they're working or not, is about. And then when you're bad and naughty, they'll withhold your tokens, which you cannot save up, by the way. It starts at the same sum every, every, every week or every two weeks. And what you haven't spent just disappears. Then you can't be better than the person next to you at that level. Different levels, of course. You'll be punished by withholding your, if you've been very naughty, just like they're punishing you on your, what's called social media. Oh, you can't say that you are naughty and bad. You're going to, not going to be on for two or three months now. See, it's all working. Train them like animals. And that's what it's about. From myself, Alan Watt from Ontario, Canada, where I had snow last night. It's good night to me. Your God, your gods go with you. 